Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. We came across an unbelievable piece of journalism recently, and it is in a student newspaper, the California Aggie, the school newspaper for the University of California, Davis, uh, written by a young man named Nick Irvin about a professor who's openly advocating for the murder of police officers. So happy to see it in the Sacramento Bee today, as we talked about it yesterday on the Armstrong and Getty show. Their headline, UC Davis condemns professor's cops remark, uh, one would hope. Let's talk to the the gent who, who wrote the story, broke the news that uh, everybody's talking about. Nick Irvin is a senior at the University of California, Davis, um, and the Associate Opinion Editor at California Aggie. Uh, Nick, hey, thanks for sparing us the time. you got to be uh, kind of busy these days, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, uh, a lot of attention uh, after the story came out, so uh, right. I'm happy you guys invited me. Oh, yeah. It, well, it's our pleasure. So um, how did you first become aware that there is a professor saying that you should murder police. It's good to murder police. So I heard about this, uh, you know, around November. Um, there were people in the newsroom who had taken his class. Uh, and and what does he teach again? About, uh, he teaches, uh, he's a professor of English and comparative literature. Okay, well, you can understand how shooting cops would come up in an English class. Go on. <laughs> well, yeah, and so um, he, and so his, uh, you know, political views were, were known 
Um, but I didn't really uh, have anything concrete. I, you know, the, the, what I heard bothered me, but um, it wasn't until the shooting of Davis police officer Natalie Corona that I really uh, sat down and wanted to investigate the story. Right. I get that as, as that horrifying killing of that beautiful young woman occurred, you know, just, you know, within spitting distance of campus. Although I have to say, so that shows where we are with the, the view of college campuses. If you hear rumors that there's a professor advocating shooting police uh, before a cop gets shot in your own town, you just think, yeah, well, that's not surprising, you know, the way professors are these days. I mean, that's how far down the road we are. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. That's insane. So anyway, so you sought to figure out if the rumors were true. Um, and what did you do? So I looked at his Twitter and I enlisted the help of a colleague to look online for any of uh, these statements. And I found a couple of his uh, old tweets. Um, and I also found a published interview online um, that was published in 2016 that, that said uh, word for word that cops need to be killed. I I'll, I have them in front of me. Uh, These some are of the, the tweets. tweets. This is a tweet from 2014. I am thankful that every living cop will one day be dead, some by their own hands, some by others. Too many of old age. Hashtag, let's not make more. And that tweet was still up in 2019 when you went to look for it. That's right. Knowing what I know about people who have had their Twitter accounts shut down or have had to delete tweets, it's pretty amazing that that can stay up on Twitter. Another tweet. I mean, it's easier to shoot cops when their backs are turned. No. And also an SF Weekly interview in 2015 asking him what he believed was wrong with society. He replied, people think that cops need to be reformed. They need to be killed. How does that live on Twitter? Everything's so crazy. You can say those things in a classroom, just right. kind of doesn't really get any attention. It lives out there on Twitter for all these years. Nobody really pays any attention, or Twitter doesn't care. I guess the algorithms missed it. But anyway, your uh, journalistic quest continued, and you actually uh, sought out the Marxist professor. How'd that go? That's right. So uh, I... I emailed him three times um, with all the information I wanted. I wanted to know exactly what he meant by these, uh, you know, although I could, you know, tell what he meant, but I still wanted his, you know, his own words, and I wanted to speak with him about this. And uh, he merely, he he rebuffed uh, all of my attempts to meet with him, and he sent me a statement merely reading, I think we can all agree that the most effective way to end any violence against officers is the complete and immediate abolition of the police. Well, that's a uh, a, a reasonable political position. There's nobody with that political position. It, nobody. It's hard to believe anybody with that stupid, unrealistic, and unprecedented an idea would be teaching college classes. Now, he may be the world's greatest expert on Marxist poetry, but that's wild. I mean, that's, that's like Unicornville. Well, and when he's contacted by a reporter... Instead of thinking, boy, you know, I better kind of soft pedal it here so I don't get into trouble. No, he makes an outlandish statement like that. How, how, what did you think when you got that back? Uh, it, it just, uh, you know, I honestly, I wasn't surprised. Um, you know, it, uh, it seemed to line up with his tweets and, and the SF Weekly interview. Um, and it just kind of clarified that he, you know, he, like he stood by his remarks. He wasn't going to walk them back at all. Wow. And, and then I know you talked to the university about uh, their policies employing somebody who is openly advocating the murder of peace officers. 
what sort of response did you get from the administration? So I went in and talked to the provost of UC Davis, and they essentially told me that since law enforcement is not a protected class under federal statutes like Title IX or Title VI, that um, what the professor had said, um, you know, would be protected by the university, as as odious as uh, the provost thought it was. Uh, he, he still wanted to uh, ensure that this type of speech was protected. So, listen, I need to uh, jump in with a bit of a tangent there, and I know uh, Nick will forgive us, but I want everybody to consider the fact that Title IX picks out a number of different classes of people, you know, various colors, sexual orientations, gender, that sort of thing, and says... If you say anything mean about them, then you've made it tough for people like that to enjoy an education, and therefore you have violated federal law and you can have your ass booted out of your job, okay? Now, whether that's a good policy, well, I think it's a terrible policy, but um, whether that's a good policy or not, we have an approved list and an okay to call for their murder list, which includes everybody not on the previous list if, if that ain't an example of how bizarre and twisted the grievance portion of federal law is I, I can't think of a better one so you can you can't say uh i think a lot of people i think a lot of black people make bad decisions in their lives but you can say we should murder cops that's title nine for you folks hope you're enjoying it Anyway, did, did you happen to contact um, Davis police and uh, say, look, this is what a local college professor is saying. Just wondered if Chief Petal or anybody so, would like to have a comment on this. Yeah, so so I did not uh, reach out to uh, any Davis police officers, but I know uh, I believe in the Sacramento Bee article, um, the Davis chief of police or the UC Davis chief of police, I believe he made a comment. Yeah, actually, UC Davis uh, Police Chief Joe Farrell called Clover's comments disappointing. Have we mentioned the name of this guy? Professor Clover? What's his first name? Uh, Professor Joshua Clover. Joshua Clover. Dumbass is his first name. Uh, Dumbass Clover. The chief is that called... not the sort of podcast you want to be associated with, Joe? The I don't sort care. of podcast where the host would call the uh, the person, the particular person, a dumbass. I, I just mean, don't think how, that's nearly how, strong enough. How do you? I, how do you? I, how do you possibly have anybody teaching kids with this point of view? How does that even exist in America? Here's what the chief said. It's his comments are disappointing. I think if you have a tea time, you're going to play some golf and it rains. That's disappointing. If you have people teaching your children, we should murder cops. That's horrifying, I got Chief. mustard on my shirt right. is disappointing. I go uh, quoting the uh, the chief. Our officers are dedicated professionals who have and will continue to rise above calls for violence against them. Nonetheless, it's regrettable that they have to endure such vile hatred. I always try to remain positive when we are keenly aware of what's going on in the nation with the perception of law enforcement. We try to understand the criticism and build upon that. It's a reminder to myself that there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, I would suggest that the chief is in such a bizarre and untenable situation working for a University of California campus that he has been reduced to making a mealy-mouthed, silly, useless comment like that. And, Chief, look, I'm I'm not going after you personally because I have a feeling you're a good guy. I don't know, but that comment makes it seem like you are a beaten dog. You are so reduced 
by having to kowtow to the the nut job faculty that you've, you've you be, who are you? Look it in the mirror and figure out who you are. Sorry, we're doing a lot of editorializing, and poor Nick Irvin is thinking I'm going to get thrown out of school. Uh, hey, you, you're 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 a senior. Um, you, you Short got timer. You got. <laughs> Uh, you got friends. I mean, do they agree with you, or there uh, do, do you know students that agree with the professor, Professor Domas? Uh, so most of yeah, I, in fact, all of my friends uh, agree with me. Um, and and I'm guessing they're not all wearing MAGA hats. These friends of yours on a college campus. I mean, it's you know, it's that's, not, right. that's right. Well, and it's worth noting. Sorry to interrupt, Nick, and I'd meant to say this at the outset. It is ballsy journalism that you did and nick has not written an opinion piece on this guy it is it is merely and purely his inquiry into who said this how he backs it up and the administration's reaction to it it's really solid solid journalism i appreciate it yeah and so um and the outpouring of support uh, has been really uh has been really nice to see um, i've received scores uh, and scores of emails um from people all over the country uh, law enforcement officers, lawyers, UC Davis alumni, um, and they're all um, you know supporting what I wrote, and and they're and they're thankful that I wrote it. You know, I got uh, lectured at a city council meeting in Davis, California, by the mayor for saying strong things about him on the air, and then not even calling to ask him his opinion. And he was right. So since I've called Professor Clover a dumbass, Hanson, can you reach out to Professor Clover and say, come on the show and explain your position? Likewise, UC Davis Police Chief Joe Farrow. Um, you know, and yeah, I'd be if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. And it's possible that There's the no way you're wrong edited his quote, but I know what it's like to work in a place where you have to twist yourself into a pretzel. Not our current circumstances, by the way. Things couldn't be better. So I just I I am having trouble wrapping my head around this. So. This this Clover man, um, Joshua Clover, he like is walking with his backpack to a building today to teach people something with those views. Well, so he's currently on med- uh, medical leave, um, so he's not teaching right now, but he certainly has a campus presence. In fact, a few weeks ago, he was tweeting about our student government president. So he's certainly around um, and. As the chair of the English department told me, he's in good standing with the university and uh, with his know, head that far up his ass, he was suffocating. Was that his medical problem? <laughs> I don't think Nick covered that in his article, Jack. Um, uh, let's you weren't expecting this sort of interview, were you? Um, well, if he knows the show, he was. Um, <laughs> so, Nick, I want to talk a little bit more about the University of California's faculty code of conduct and what the various heavyweights told you as you were writing your article. Um, was it was there unity was there lockstep unity among the powerful that well listen is a professor in good standing and we've prize uh, free exchange blah 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 or are there some within the university system who think no that's way over the line calling for the killing of cops well it seems to be generally consistent um the university of california faculty code of conduct is one of the uh, guidelines that the UC Davis Academic Senate will use and, and or the administration will use uh, to determine uh, whether, you know, something that a professor says is worthy of a sanction or not. Um, and so, yeah, there seemed to be unity. Um, I talked to one uh, law professor, and he's actually the chair of the Academic Senate's Committee on Academic Freedom and Responsibility. And, and, and I just talked to him in general terms about this. Um, this is sort of a 
a last minute addition to the article. Um, but, and, and I quote this in the article. Um, he, he talks about how the further you get away from your area of expertise or your research, uh, the argument gets much more tenuous about academic freedom. And so that's what I was kind of taken away from that mm, was right. that, uh, yeah. So, so there, there was, um, some disconnect, but um, largely it seemed that the university would stand by, uh, you know, protecting Professor Clover. I'd like to have Professor Clover on and ask him, and, you know, if I were him, I wouldn't come on a show where people call me a dumbass either, but I'll say this in case he hears it, Professor Clover. I would like to have a serious discussion without ad hominem attacks from me. Um, what does the world look like without police? I mean, how do you how do you see that functioning in society? Yeah, I would love to hear that. Hey, what's the name of the provost who you talked to again, Josh? Or, I'm sorry, Nick. The provost uh, is named Ralph Hexter. Okay, because you quote him in the article talking about the University of California uh, Faculty Code of Conduct, and he says that um, that uh, the provost said that. The speech merely exhibiting violence was not the same as speech calling for specific acts of violence against specific people, but saying cops need to be killed. So if there's, there are cops everywhere. Well, and I'm, and and then I would have to believe that the that you know shoe on the other foot. If you had some, uh, you know, right to life advocate saying all pro-choice people should be murdered. Right. The world will never be good until all pro-choice people are gone. Right. I doubt that they would have that same point of view. Right. Well, that that's not an individual person. That's just a group. So it doesn't count as well, right. If Well, or if the professor were teaching his Marxist post- poetry and he said, um, well, let me just, I want to get it exactly right. Or go with right. Trump supporters or whatever you want to yeah, go with. People think that Mexicans need to be reformed. They need to be killed. People think that lesbians need to be killed. Uh, you know, whatever. Handicapped people need to be killed. The guy wouldn't be on campus for no. one oh, more no. minute. And the idea, well, you could safely get out of town. Well, right. The idea that they're covered by Title IX, but cops aren't. So we got to keep them around. That just well, you know what it is. And and frankly, I don't know what. Well, Nick, you're you're just a journalist. And I don't mean that condescendingly. You weren't writing an editorial. But I think the takeaway from the article is the culture of American universities, specifically the University of California, Davis, is so twisted and sick and ideological that somebody who says these things sticks around but you know that's just what i took from it um i don't know what what do you think the uh, what do you think the the big takeaway from your story is nick irvin so i i want to write this because i saw a disconnect between the university's alleged support for law enforcement and the fact that they're allowing a professor uh, to say these types of things, um, you know, while he's representing the university. And so that was, you know, sort of the original reason that I, I decided to write this. And, you know, I, I'm just looking to, to drive a conversation. You know, I, I want um, people to start talking about, you know, what is and what isn't okay to say and for a professor to say uh, in a university setting or outside right. it. Well, and again, it is remarkably strained and balanced journalism. Here's one more, if, for instance. If a for professor you. said illegal immigrants need to be shot, right. and then an illegal immigrant got shot, mm-hmm. people would connect those dots and blame that professor for yes. the murder. Yes, you had a coast police, to coast every paper in America. You had a website, police officer yeah. murdered right. after these comments. Here's Nobody's another, doing that. Here's another, for instance, for you, just for the sake of your argument. And I'm talking to UC Davis uh, administration right now. If this uh, poetry professor, this English lit professor, who's an avowed Marxist, 
and you know that's a it's a political uh, theory, and and he gets to advocate it. Um, but I would point out that Marxism and its various offshoots have been responsible for the deaths of hundreds of millions of people in the last century. Hundreds of millions. If he were an avowed Nazi, would he still be on campus? UC Davis, I'm asking you specifically. If Professor Clover was an avowed Nazi teaching literature and called for the shooting of all police officers, would you keep him on campus? If the answer is no, get his ass off campus today and never invite him back. Is there some flaw in my argument? Is there some fallacy in my logic, UC Davis? Please do point it out to me. Uh, Nick, anything uh, else you want to add, especially before we let you go? Uh, no, I've, uh, I think we've had a really good discussion. Well, do you, do you see this? Uh, okay, this is a blip in time and it goes away, or do, do more people catch on to this and say, say holy crap? Uh, I, I think I think it's um, going to keep gaining traction, and I think, um, and, and and I didn't realize how big this would get, um, you know, honestly. But I think it that, should go nationwide. You know, it should be talked well, about on your cable news channels. It has, and it is. Well, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, Fox News picked it up. Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously the SAC B. I've gotten uh, uh, other you know uh, radio requests, uh, from, you know, for example, from a radio show in Iowa. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, you know, the conversation is, is just getting started. Anybody I, from the Washington Post, New York Times, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, any of those people? Nothing so far. You're a journalist again, when making the difference between journalist and an opinion piece. If if I said the University of California at Davis is okay with advocating the murder of cops, is that too strong? I mean, it's 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 certainly implied. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly implied that by keeping a professor who harbors those beliefs, that there is some sort. Now, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that the University of California supports killing cops. I, I think that's too far. Yeah, don't quit. I think try to heart- put words into his mouth. Sorry, Nick. I'm so sorry. No, I think <laughs> it's okay. What is? Uh, I would say they're not so. Uh, they don't object to it strongly enough to get rid of somebody who says it. That's saying it's okay. Look Look at every boycott in America where advertisers pull from a show sure. or, or, you know, any organization or whatever. Yeah. They demand it gone or they see you as advocating for it. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I just so don't want I, you to ask Nick to I say it. I think it's it. a fair statement for me to say, not Nick <laughs> okay. a journalist who's a young man and, and I don't want to ruin his life. And that, that the unholy the, the University of California at Davis is okay with advocating murdering police. Yes. So, so refute that. Yeah. Uh, Nick Irvin, uh, UC Davis Senior, Associate Opinion Editor at California Aggie, and a man with a set of stones and a hell of a good journalist. I I hope there's a bright, bright future in front of you, Nick. I'll bet there is. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Stay in touch, my friend. That's freaking incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, and this is one of the all-time great examples of the whole shoe on the other foot, and you can come up with so many different examples. Right. Of if you said anything even half as strong about one of your so-called protected groups, you're done. You're done. You'll never work again. What about college professors? I don't believe there's Title IX protection for college professors. They're not a protected class. If you had one college professor advocating the murder of college professors, how long would they last, UC Davis? God, the 
Come for the bizarre illogic and stay for the cowardice. America's universities, I am so grateful two of my kids are done, and one of my kids is going to a notably sane and liberty-loving university. Um, because if I were, and I sympathize with you folks who, who are in the situation, because all you want is what's best for your kid's future. But I find it absolutely to the point of vomiting, sickening the idea of paying tens of thousands of dollars a year to support such a, a bizarre and and twisted culture. How can I possibly? And not to mention my tax money. How can I possibly either, either spend a ton of my my own money or have my kids go six figures in debt? To a campus that allows that sort of talk. I, I don't know. I, well, I and yeah, the same I and the same university system just down the road from Davis, California, in Berkeley, California. You get to beat up a conservative for their words, right? Um, and and what? Or or for for several years they finally overturned it, ban anybody to the right of you know Mitt Romney from campus. Because of this ridiculous, childish, and stupid claim of those words are like violence. They make me feel threatened. I'm triggered. It's God. It's just, I, it, it, it's so crazy. You know, this recalls, and I hate to even hit a light note um, at this point, but I can't help it. It recalls an oft-stated principle of the Armstrong and Getty show. There's nothing more disturbing than you you look over your fence and see your neighbor engaged in an act so horrible so reprehensible so bizarre you realize i can't even talk to him about that act engaging in that act is proof that they cannot be engaged in a discussion of the act well the university of california system has gone so crazy that I wouldn't even know how to begin the conversation with them unless, you know, as I suggested of the UC Davis police chief, he has found himself in a position so untenable and he's aware of it that he's become a version of himself that he wouldn't really want to defend anyway. It could be there are good and decent people in the University of California system who understand that they are in Never Never Land and, and couldn't defend it really. And then a separate topic, how do those tweets survive on Twitter with some of the many stories we've done of people getting their Twitter account shut down? Well, an associate of our colleague of ours, Chad Benson, had his Twitter account uh, suspended for what did he say that was it that illegal immigrants have already broken the law or something like that? I remember it was innocuous. It was just a point of view and they suspended him for that. But you can say cops need to be murdered. Nice job. Hey, keep working on those algorithms there, Twitter. Police need to be killed. That tweet can survive. Right. right. That's amazing. Now, right. has it been taken down yet that it's made yeah, it to their I, attention? I, yeah. Well, yeah, he he took the Twitter account private, I believe. Um, I also, and then this is yet another topic, I would actually like to have in calm tones a discussion of how people like him view the world. How, how does he think society would run with no police? Yeah, sure. I mean, I realize in theory, Lenin believed that the only reason there are crimes is because our economic system is so unfair. People have to commit crimes. And if you had a more fair economic system, right. there'd be no criminals. Right. But I Which never thought hilarious. they actually believed that stuff. Well, in, in every Marxist society, you not only have police, you got like four different kinds of police keeping an eye on everything everybody does and says. You would think a Marxist professor would be aware of that. 
but he's he he is either mentally ill or so thoroughly deluded by his own ideology that he's functionally mentally ill, and yet he's employed. You know, obviously, we're going to try as hard as we can to get the provost of the University of California, Davis, on the air and uh, and talk to him about it. Um, but, you know, I go back to the, the backyard principle. I'm looking over the fence and I'm seeing a university, assist, university system whose behavior is so bizarre, I don't even know if they can be reasoned with. Well, no, I don't think they can be either. But you can't have them employed. No. You can't have them employed and saying that stuff in front of students. And sucking up tax dollars and tuition dollars and the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, whether you no, send your own kid there or not, it's subsidized by taxpayers throughout right. the whole state. So, yeah, you just can't have it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I humbly, humbly suggest that uh, you hammer UC Davis with uh, your opinions, my friends. Um, I'm sure you can find your way to the provost's email um, or, or, you know, or tweet at them or they have a Twitter account, whatever. Go get them. Do we want to link all that Be stuff? Be respectful up? and yeah. reasonable. Do so, not do not lower yourselves. We, we've made it simple for you. Hanson's going to work on that. Go okay. to armstrongandgetty.com, and that info will be there for you. I don't care where you're listening and where you live. You should go ahead and either tweet at them or email them. Oh, my God. And if it's not at a campus near you, wherever you are across the Fruited Plain, it will be very soon, or this it, sort of attitude. Or it's happened and you just haven't heard about it yet. Oh, this guaranteed. was 2014. Right. Right. Amen. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 